Hey, hello there. This is Bros Watch PLL2. I am Benjamin Light. And I am Marcos Marks. And today we are talking about S2E15 of PLL, a hot piece of A. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure they are just dying to use that uh, title eventually. Yeah. So, where did our pretty little liars leave off here? It picks up right after the last episode ended, where they, after finding Ace phone, they reconvene in the uh, greenhouse area. Emily says uh, A didn't run like a her, but it's unclear. Well, we should also say that we're we're coming in on the fallout of Arya and Ezra thought it would be a smart idea to tell well, Byron and Ella about their relationship. Well, they all just had some drama in their lives. Uh, yeah. Arya dropped that at the Ezra bomb. Spencer had to lie to Toby some more and basically told him, give me one more night and I'll I'll tell you what's going on. And uh, Hannah has uh, her dad and Kate coming to live in the city. <laughs> and for some reason, Hannah thinks that that's like the biggest deal. And Emily's like, yeah, I was almost fucking killed tonight. But yeah, Emily says didn't didn't run like a her. There was no sense of boobs. They're not sure if Ava is a man or a woman there. Um, I want to point out that Emily, uh, when she's going off on Hannah, uh, the, these aren't highlights in my hair, Hannah. It's just fucking glass. There's glass in my hair. And so Arya comes over and helps her check for glass in her hair. Which is funny because uh, Emily has to kind of like bend over a little bit because Arya is like two feet shorter than her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the phone is locked, too. And so Spencer's like, well, let's call Caleb. And Hannah, she's very irrational in this episode. Like, at first she's like, Kate moving here is the biggest deal. And they're like, sorry, no. <laughs> like, well, you don't win. There's glass in Emily's hair. The way she's acting is sloppy. But, I mean, you can kind of see where she's coming from. That she doesn't want to get Caleb involved in this stuff. Makes sense. Yeah, but he's their cyber wolf. I mean. Yeah. Well, especially since uh, she's like, no, don't involve Caleb. I'll just go to the phone store tomorrow, which has the greatest Spencer line ring of all time of the phone store. The phone store? Are you kidding me? And it's like, fine, I'll get somebody in Pakistan to fix it. Uh, being a little bit selfish. And Spencer has like no patience right now. No, not for this. She's like, we've got Ace phone. We don't know at any minute it could get wiped. You know, we, we need to bring Caleb in. And then Emily chimes in again to let us know that she's got glass in her hair. Yeah. No sense uh, of boobs. And then the phone, the A-phone, rings. It rings, so Spencer hands it to Arya to answer. Arya hands it to Emily to answer. And Emily's like, I've got glass in my hair. Yeah. So they don't answer it. But I don't know, I like this opening a lot. It's just this great, hilarious, frantic opening. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after the credits, we come back. Hannah's, I think it's Hannah's house, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Caleb has showed up to help out, even though they're not telling him much. There's about 10 gigabytes worth of stuff on the phone, so he says it's probably more than just, uh, like pictures, you know, there's a lot of stuff on there. And so he's gonna try to transfer the data, and he kinda picks up that Hannah might not be totally cool with this. Yeah. Cause he's like, Hannah, is everything okay? And she's just like pouting in the corner and you well, know, fine. Yeah, the, the other three girls are all kind of hovered around the phone and Hannah's back aways. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I thought it was interesting that Arya's the one touching the computer and suddenly she's like, oh my god, look. And uh, we see like the phone, it's like, you know, access denied or whatever. Like the phone gets bricked and it gets wiped. Yeah. While Arya's touching the computer. Just just saying. Yeah, yeah. And, and Caleb says that whoever, you know, owns the phone, they're at their computer shutting it off and so caleb has downloaded 
some files, uh, they're, they're encrypted and they're most likely corrupt. But he's got some of the stuff off the phone yeah. a lot. He can, he can, he can try to see what he can do with this raw data they got. And he's like, so, so whose phone is this? And they're all just like, sorry, I can't tell you. Yeah. Which <laughs> makes sense. Oh, and, and he's like, Hannah? And like, the girls are all doing some serious, like, eye peer pressure on Hannah there. Like, don't you dare, you know, yeah. take your cyber wolf away from us. We need his hacking skill. Which is like the only thing, the only thing more suspicious than Hannah's like lack of answer mm-hmm. is the fact these three girls are all just like, I hate fucking her. Mm-hmm. And Caleb's like, okay. <laughs> He's like, girls are weird. <laughs> they just call me in the middle of the night to hack some phone. I won't say anything about it. Makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. So we should talk about Arya. Yeah, Arya is uh, wearing something that Byron perhaps just noticed for the first time. Now that he discovered he just discovered that his daughter is a sexual being, and uh, he's like, "You're not going to school dressed like that." And her outfit is ridiculous. In Byron's defense, she is dressed like a hooker. Yeah, I mean it. It's it's hot. Knee high leather boots, lace maroon stockings, a uh, a very tight like leather black dress. Only like it it doesn't even have like there's no like bust to it. Like the bust is open, and then she has like a a lace maroon top on underneath where you can clearly see her bra underneath. Mm-hmm. Very, <laughs> like, big like thick prominent zipper down the middle of the dress. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a ridiculous outfit. You would not. I'm pretty wear sure this. a school wouldn't let you wear yeah. that. You wore as a school, but but the way they frame this sequence is wonderful because it's like you get like a tight close up on her face, and you see Byron's reaction. He's like, "You're not wearing that to school." And then they kind of cut over to like this wide shot. <laughs> she's <laughs> like, "What?" Yeah. Then she's like, "I mean, it, it's just funny too." Is is it has to be with this news and, and what they know about Arya now that they would object because mm-hmm. she's worn a lot of goddamn ridiculous outfits well and i was like i'll handle this and she takes uh aria into the room and she's like you need to choose your battles but like seriously like i feel like aria did that on purpose oh yeah yeah well and so ella you know it, it, she's like she's cutting through the bullshit she's getting right down to brass tacks she's like going into aria's closet like picking out a new outfit for her which i thought was interesting is that it kind of reduces Arya back to a childlike level that mm-hmm. her mom is dressing her, but Arya doesn't realize because she's trying to stick to her guns. And so she starts like like mouthing off to her mom that her dad's not the kind of guy who should be coming down on her for an inappropriate relationship. She goes straight to the affair. Which is like, you know, it's a good point, but like maybe a little insensitive to bring that up to Ella. Not just insensitive, but transparent. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Arya's, Arya's like really hoping Ella's gonna be cool about this whole thing, but Ella's not cool about it. She's like, you thought I'd be cool if Ezra fucking my teenage daughter? She's like, yeah, by the way, you're grounded and, uh, you're cut off from Ezra. You will never talk to him again. No goodbyes. Yeah. She wants less time of, Arya spent less time with her actual friends and no more time at all with Ezra. To which Arya then, classic naive Arya tries to push it with, well, mom, do you like him? And Ella says, I did. Yeah. Which, unfortunately, Arya takes all the wrong kinds of messages. Uh, Arya is delusional in this episode. It's wonderful. So the next time we see her, uh, just for her own stuff, her crazy ass is calling Ezra still uh, on with Hannah's phone, I believe. And with just, Hannah as like a lookout. And hall. leaving incriminating voicemails. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure Ezra is losing his shit this whole episode. Yeah probably deleting that voicemail immediately 
Uh, she, she says she's sure her parents will come around because she's fucking delusional. Yeah, yeah. Tells them that she loves them and that she hates that she can't talk to them right now. So later on, poor Ezra's, uh, well, not poor Ezra, but uh, he's at home when knock on the door. Oh, oh I, my notes here. I have Ezra's watching basketball as if he's mm-hmm. a real man. Yeah, he's just pretending. Yeah, because uh, Byron walks, knocks on the door, and half invites himself in. I, I love the way Byron like struts into the place. Yeah, it's and shit is awkward. It's the shit is awkward, but at the same time, you still get that feeling that like. Byron wants to live vicariously through it. Well, let, let me put it this way. I didn't write down exactly what Byron says here, but I did paraphrase it. So I can just go ahead and, and paraphrase what I, Byron says here. Okay. He's basically like, I know how awesome young pussy is, and I ain't a saint, but not with a minor, bro. Yeah, yeah. Also, I acknowledge that this is because I fucked a student. I see why this is happening. Yeah. Well, I love that... that- Byron can acknowledge his responsibility potentially to do the situation to everyone but his family. Mm-hmm. He'll yeah. never have this conversation with Ella or Arya. I mean, Byron's basically like, just so we're clear, she's only doing you because I did a student, and this is all like some really weird, creepy, fucked yeah. up payback. Yeah. And Ezra's just like, and? But so at the same time, it's I got the sense that he's... He's like trying to, he's trying to play that angle. He's, but he's trying to play it as classily as possible. But he's also trying to play the angle of just like, you and I are the same. You know, I just need your assurance that this will never happen again. It was a mistake. And as Ezra starts talking, Byron kind of like looks past Ezra over at Ezra's bed, which is unmade. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like, it's something like snaps to him that like his daughter might have been here getting fucked. Mm hmm. Well, and Ezra, he's, he's saying how he knew it was a mistake. That's why he took the straw of Hollis. And, and Byron sees the bed, and he just, like, can't keep it cool anymore. And basically threatens to go get the cops on Ezra. Well, Ezra, he's not acknowledging it's a mistake because Arya's a minor. Just that she was his student. Yeah. Yeah, he's focused on, like, a conflict of interest, which I don't think Ezra, or, uh, I'm sorry, Byron is that concerned about. Which is funny to me because... Byron is really concerned with the fact that Arya is a minor and his daughter. Mm-hmm. Ella seems to be more concerned with the fact that he was a teacher. Yeah. Her teacher. I always find it fascinating that these two are kind of coming at from different angles. And uh, essentially, Ezra is kind of like addressing the Ella concerns. Mm-hmm. So the next time we see Ella is Byron uh, comes back home and tells him tells her that he went to see Ezra and that it was, you know, bad, poor choice. And Ella's pissed. She's like, we need to talk about this. He can't just go go off doing stupid shit like that. Well, the, the, the scene is so great because it's such like a, the faults of a married couple. Because he's just like, can you believe that I was standing there and he was actually trying to defend myself? You should have been there for this. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you're right. I fucking should have. Mm-hmm. Why did you go there? And Ella's talking about her kid. She says, that one can't go to school because he's too depressed. And this one only goes to date her teacher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, and she's like blowing up at Byron because, like, what happened to this family? Like, you know, like a couple months ago, we're we're doing happy Christmas cards from Europe, and now we're in this fractured, deceitful mess. And Byron's just like, "Wait a minute, is this about me?" <laughs> and Ella's like, "It's always kind of going to be about that from now on." Yeah, but so Byron wants to run to the cops, and Ella's like, "No, no cops." Like, it would basically it'd bring too much attention on Arya, ruin her already like tattered reputation in the town, and like it. Whatever revenge they would get out of it towards Ezra wouldn't be worth, like, the ruination of uh, Arya's life. And and Byron says, 
don't you, you don't want the order he's what he says do you want to see him get away with this and Helen's like no but i you know there's more at stake than like revenge well and she's she's the only person on the show who kind of acknowledges the fact that in those this four months or so that all this has transpired that like there's been the bell tower mm-hmm. there's been the shovel <laughs> all that shit and she kind of says, you know, we kind of need to examine and just like see like who Arya is because we asked her to be this independent person, and well, now she she's, says she's doing stuff. She says, "I want to protect Arya. We raise her to be an independent, open-minded, and we don't get to be shocked if that's now who she is." Yeah. Um, we can skip to here, but I have the Hannah thing here. If you want to talk about that. Oh, I have that in the Hannah part. I think we'll leave it there. Yeah. Um. So, so the next time we see Arya, she's very stupidly calling Ezra again. And he's basically like, hey, stop calling. Well, she's I, just like, I need to hear your voice. And he's just like, yeah, you can't call here anymore. Which is funny to me because up until like four episodes ago, Arya's been so fucking wishy-washy about mm-hmm. Ezra this season. And now it's like he's her goddamn soulmate. Well, she had to create a crisis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like it's like now it's like all she needs in life is like food, water, and Ezra, and maybe oxygen too. Mm-hmm. It's just like you got to stop calling here. Yeah, I miss you too, but maybe this was a mistake. Yeah, Arya's her fantasy world is just crumbling around her right now. The waterworks come out. Yeah, it's it's to the point where her boyfriend doesn't want to call her anymore. Probably because I mean, at this point, Ezra's got to be thinking like. Every one of these calls is like there's it's on the wire, you know, because yeah. that's that's how they they get teachers like this. The when when the the cops find out, they had the girl make a phone call and get the guy to talk about it. Like that's how that usually goes down. Um, it's happened at our high school. In the past. It has, yeah. So later on, Montgomery family is out walking around to get some dinner in the only street in Rosewood. <laughs> and they're going to like their favorite restaurant, whatever it is. And just as they're about to walk in, they see Ezra's right inside there eating. First of all, he's sitting in there by himself with a reading book. a book, like a sensitive fucking asshole. Of course, he's got a book. This at is the table. this is some Toby shit right here, Ezra. What are you doing? But they they notice each other. It's not like they just they see him. Like they both, he's, he's they, right they the see door. each other. And it's just like LOL. Yeah. <laughs> and Ezra look on his face is just like fuck. Yeah. Yeah. But Byron goes to the straight to the nope, we're gone, we're leaving, we're going somewhere else, let's go. And Arya's just like hanging in front of the door, staring, come on Arya, come on Arya. Yeah. Um, so later on in the streets of Rosewood, Byron is like marching his ladies away, just like, don't worry, we're going to find somewhere to eat. And Ella's just like, it's a small town, Byron, like, where do you think we're going to go? He says, if you let me go to the police, we could eat anywhere we wanted to. Like, <laughs> that's, he's still stuck on going to the police. Yeah. Like, that's just going to solve all of his problems. Yeah. Uh, Wait, so if they... Ezra wanted to get hardcore, he could just be like, what about the time you dated a student? Like, uh, how do you like that turnaround? They're still going to come down harder on Ezra because it's a minor. Yeah, I know, but he could at least threaten. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they run into another family, like friends of the Montgomerys who have a teenage boy about Arya's age. Named Holden. Named Holden. And both families, like, immediately try to, like, set these two up. Yeah. Like, the, the, the other dad is just like, Holden, look how big Arya's gotten, huh? She's a, she's a woman flowering. Basically. You know? Yeah, yeah. And it's super awkward. Birthing hips. Yeah. And, and, like, they have, like, the dumbest banter ever, Arya and Holden, about how, like, 
like, oh, you taught me how to ride a bike or, you know, like. Well, the, the, that sequence is hilarious because yeah. uh, Ella's just like, oh, yeah, Holden taught Arya how to ride a bike. And Arya immediately is like, well, no, not really. Mm-hmm. And Holden's like, no, I just like, I kicked away like her uh, training wheels and she had to figure it out on her own, which I thought was funny. Seemingly, Holden and his family did something similar to the Montgomery's where they moved abroad and now they're back. They went to like Spain or something. Well, like Holden knows Portuguese, which what a son of a bitch, right? Yeah. But, um,. Yeah, he also looks like a douche. In, in case you don't watch the show and you're just curious what Holden looks like, uh, there is a Super Bowl ad where like the dude takes like the the nice car to prom. I don't remember what kind of car it is. It aired last last year in the Super Bowl, where he he gets permission to drive the, his dad's nice car to prom and walks up to the prom queen and like lays one on her. And uh, the the prom king, like the actual, and the chick likes it, of course, even though it's like assault. And the uh, the prom king, that's actually Sean, gay Sean from the show. Oh, nice. And Holden's the kid. So it's it's really weird that both those actors ended up in a Super Bowl commercial. And he, he drives home with a black a black eye, but he's all happy. Of course. Of course. Um, yeah, Byron and Ellen invite this family over for dinner the next weekend. And it's it's just very awkward because it's the thing where the parents try to set these two up. Byron's like already like, thinking about the dowry. Yeah, 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 exactly. And Arya is like seemingly really, really not interested in Holden because mm-hmm. obviously she's got things going on and Holden's her age, which is disgusting to her. Well, and but Holden like, doesn't seem to be interested in her either. Well, and they have like preschool history. I mean, that's yeah, just yeah. weird. Yeah. And so Arya gets home and her stupid ass calls Ezra again from her own phone at home. Mm-hmm. And she says, I think my mom might be coming around. <laughs> like, it's like Arya, you are so insane. There's like you're obviously like completely unclear on what's happening right now with your parents. Well, and again, this was her idea mm-hmm. to like tell the parents in the first place. Well, she thinks the mom's coming around because she's not immediately going to go to the cops. Arya is just like, that's a victory for me. I'll yeah. I'll wear you down. Yeah, so she she's so sweet and so naive, and so she's she's talking to Ezra's voicemail, mm-hmm. and she's telling him. This isn't a goodbye call. It's a please be patient call. <laughs> Ezra's just like, hello, wrong number, wrong number. I don't know you. Click. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then so then Ella lets herself in and says that that they just invited Holden and his family over for dinner on Sunday. And Arya, and I don't know why she, I know why she did it, but she does a thing where she awkwardly like moves immediately as soon as Ella walks in, and it's like she's clear it was just on the phone and or doing something she was not supposed to be doing. Well, she she throws out some wonderful lies here yeah. about how, oh, I was just on the phone with Holden. Yeah, we were thinking about going getting seeing a movie together. And if, Ella's just like... If I'm not still grounded. And Ella's just like, really? Yeah. Really? Okay. <laughs> if it's with him, <laughs> I the, guess you might be able to. The thing about Ella is that she's smarter than Byron. She is, but I, I did enjoy the way Arya just lied at the drop of the hat like that. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that is a crazy lie she didn't have to tell. Well, you, like, she's, just, she's already thinking ahead about how she's going to use Holden as a beard. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You can already see, like, the, ge- the gears, like, turning in her head. And not just turning in her head, but, like, immediately. Deviously. <laughs> yeah, she jumped on this one, like, zero to 60. Um, well, it's like she read what her parents were thinking and just served it up to them on a platter and like yeah. dared them to disagree with it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this can only go terrible. Yeah. Which is going to be wonderful for us. So uh, I think that's about it for Arya. Let's, um, so are we going to save Hannah for last? Yeah. 
This is, like, Hannah's got a lot in this episode, so we're going to bump her to the end. Sorry, Spencer. No, you usually get the hammer. Yeah. Uh, so, Emily. Emily. Emily's, she's taking a makeup test in Ella's class during, I don't know, like, study time or whatever. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they still do that at school, where they just have, like, open periods. Is this open period or after school? This seems like it's during school. I, I have no idea, though. Hmm. But yeah, she's taking up the makeup test. She's not really paying attention at all. And she can't concentrate. Yeah. And so she's asking There's if glass she can, in her hair. Yeah. She's asking if she can make this up. To which Ella's just like, this is a makeup test. Mm-hmm. And she can't do it tomorrow because she has more community service for fighting with Spencer. She's going to be working at a community crisis hotline. And so Ella's like, all right, you can do it Monday. But like, seriously, that's it. Well, what I love too is that, is that she flat out tells Ella that she's having a hard time with this test because she hasn't studied for it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is a makeup test. <laughs> well, I feel like a teacher would give you more credit for saying that rather than making up some bullshit. Well, but really though, the reason why Ella, I think, allows her to make up the test is because before Emily leaves that classroom, Ella has to, she just has to shoot off to Emily. So Emily, what else do I not know about my daughter? But then she immediately apologizes for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Emily's like, your daughter's a great person. And she's like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have asked you that. <laughs> Emily can also say that kind of shit with a straight face. Mm-hmm. She's a sweet one. Yeah. What's, what's sad <laughs> is that she might actually believe it when she says mm-hmm. that Ari is a great person. Um, so yeah, then the community service thing. The, uh, the coordinator of this uh, crisis hotline is, is going over the training of all the newbies. Um, telling them, you know, sign this contract, you're anonymous, the people you talk to are anonymous. Which I thought was interesting, even though they, they take transcripts of the calls. Well, I think the reason they had this one transcript was, it was like, we're going to use this for training, I guess. I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they transcribe all the calls, maybe they don't. But it's a, uh, yeah, so she, she wants to give the newbies, uh, plenty of, uh, training before they actually get on the phone. So they're going to so- do role play. They're going to actually read out the transcript of a call that happened the previous night. And the kind of stuff that's in this transcript is, uh, I almost got caught tonight. I was asked to do something important. I tried my best, but I screwed it up. Um, sounds like it could be A or perhaps like a minion of A is the, the implication here. And Emily's like, wait a minute, this call came in last night? It was a guy or a girl. Yeah. And the lady's like, that's not relevant. <laughs> We're training. <laughs> What I love though is that Emily's questions are immediately suspicious, and the the woman like doesn't pick up on it at all. Doesn't seem to care. No, no. So Emily steals the transcript and brings it to the girls the next day to show them. Yeah, she's already taped it on the mirror for Hannah to see in the morning. Yeah, yeah. And Spencer, of course, immediately freaks out about Spencer this. Spencer is all over the shit. Emily thinks it's A's drone is the one who's calling, and Spencer's just like, well, "We're all going to need to work at the hotline now." Yeah, and the girls are like, "Fuck that." Yeah, yeah. Ari's like, I'm grounded, and Hannah's like, no. <laughs> For reasons. Yeah. We'll just say that, before we get to it, that Hannah and Spencer are having some issues in this episode. But, yeah. uh, so later at the Crisis Hotline, uh, Crisis Hotline, we've got Spencer and Emily are working, like they're sitting in a cubicle. They could not look more bored. Mm-hmm. It's right. actually kind of hilarious to me. And then a call comes in, and the, the trainer lady takes it. And then she's like, she kind of writes down like, hey, it's the same dude from that transcript, just if you want to listen in. Mm-hmm. So Spencer it's, and Emily grab a phone, listen in, and uh, it's Lucas. It's motherfucking Lucas. He's saying things like, I should have known better, but I just got sucked in, and it made me feel like I finally had some power. Yeah. I never wanted to hurt anybody, and now I have to. 
Yeah, he's hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. Lucas is such a fucking wanker. Yeah. <laughs> That's putting it nicely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they next time they see Hannah, they confront her about this, and Hannah is like just not willing to listen. She's she's sure Lucas is clean because he's been such a big help to her. Mm-hmm. And Spencer's like, he's playing you, you dumb bitch. Well, it's it's beautiful because Spencer and Emily are so united, mm-hmm. almost as though they're doppelgangers. I mean, you. Y- <laughs> you could have just written this as if it was just one person talking to Hannah because it basically, basically mm-hmm. is. And Spencer says, for all we know, he still sees Allison whenever he looks at us. And she's now 100% convinced that it was Lucas in the greenhouse that they hit. Yeah, yeah. And Hannah's just like, no, I, I, I don't want to hear it. And she's like, leave him alone. He's too easy of a target, is how she puts it, which is interesting. Well, and, and I... I I'm obsessed with the line from the recap from the guy on television about pity, but Spencer cannot let something go. No. Like <laughs> when she says something, it's truer than the truth. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's righteous how much she believes this stuff, but yeah. So, uh, Hannah, one of the things Hannah points out is that Lucas is cool with her now. He's helping her plan an event that's coming up. So therefore, well, I, I love the, leave it alone. He's too easy of a target. Mm-hmm. What, what does that mean? <laughs> And almost to me, it implies that she's like, you guys are making good points that I'm choosing to ignore. Yeah. And also just like, she knows somebody like Spencer would just like destroy Lucas in like a, a verbal spat, you know, like yeah. she doesn't want Spencer to even go talk to Lucas. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Spencer would just like crush him, break him. So we think, uh, right, by the time Spencer is done, then this guy'd be like confessing to the JFK assassination. <laughs> This guy killed Jesus, as far as Spencer's concerned. Yeah. Uh, so back at the hotline place, Emily's returning to uh, bring back the page of the transcript. Like, well, oh, look at that. I actually took this home. Well, she says, turns out I did stick that transcript page in my folder by accident. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and the lady, like, just buys it. She's like, oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, so the coordinator lady, she's on a call, and the phone rings. And so she kind of gestures to Emily, like, well, since you're here, do you mind? You know, so Emily picks up a call. It's Lucas again. Lucas fucking bitch i mean how many times do you need to call the crisis hotline lucas three nights in a row apparently mm-hmm. lucas he says he's made his decision and he has to take care of this tonight and the camera at this point cuts to him where he is so it's like it's it's all it's definitely 100 percent lucas like it's not like just the voice sounds similar or anything it's it's lucas yeah yeah we eventually do cut to him where, where he, he says is. he's going to lose her forever so later, and then of course, because of where he is, you know, while he's on the phone, Hannah calls out his name. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, shit. Yeah. Up. So later on, Emily shows up where Lucas was, which was at a party, uh, and tries to suddenly warn Lucas off. Like she talks, he talks about how Hannah's such a great friend and Emily's like, yeah. And then she says, please don't do something you're going to regret, Lucas. And Lucas like freaks out and gives her a death stare. Well, not at first. Like, she walks off, and there's like a half a second, or then it clicks, and he's just like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Emily runs to warn Spencer about this, because she, she senses she just made things worse. Yeah. Um, but they, now they can't find Hannah, and they get the word from Mona that she Hannah just left with Lucas on a boat to boat across the lake to set up some fireworks. Well, we'll get into that in a minute. Let's talk about Spencer. Let's rewind it back. Rewinding it back. Spencer goes to have a chat with Toby in his truck, 
she's close to answers, but she can't give him anything yet because it's not safe, but she misses him. Toby's such a douche. He's well, like, he's just so like, you came here to tell me that you can't be here? Er. When then he like, has this like, kind of like asshole smirk on his face. His whole move is like, you think you're so smart, but my common sense wisdom is smarter. Like that That's how he plays it a lot, and well, I can't that, stand and, it. And, and this particular scene, I feel like he's playing like, uh, like a little bit of like a, I know you'd come back for the D. Yeah, I hate Toby. Um, he's very, he's very like smarmy mm-hmm. in this scene. Um, so of course, since she misses ugly face and he's pleased with that, they like lay back and start making out in his truck. And then later on, Garrett rolls up arguing on the phone with Jenna while, while he gets up and then he's like walking to the door, still arguing on the phone, you know, and eventually just like yelling through the door. Uh, and so in the truck, those two pop back up. And I'm just wondering, where was Toby's head exactly from where he pops up? Yeah, yeah. Good time, Spencer. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> it's that kind of relationship. The power is definitely reversed. That's that's what she missed. That, uh, wasn't, that wasn't Spencer's head popping up. Guys, like, Toby, when you're that ugly, you have a huge tongue. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Garrett is a little bit nuts here. Uh, and so as he's like having this like one-sided conversation from our, from our standpoint with uh, Jen on the phone, Toby is like, things have been pretty crazy since these two. Like something went really crazy last night with them. And Spencer's just like, they had some problems starting last night. How interesting. <laughs> and Toby thinks it's nerves about the eye operations coming up for Jenna. Garrett is... Uh, He's talking about how, like, he knew that asking someone to help was a bad idea, and he warned her about this. It's all very weird and cryptic. Doesn't sound like they're talking about an eye operation. They brought somebody in, and that's what what went wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but Jenna's Jenna clearly care. Jenna's clearly like done with Garrett right now. She won't yeah. even come to the door, and eventually hangs up on him. And so he kind of like you know realizes he's not getting in, turns to leave, looks over. Spencer just like ducks down real quick and so all garrett sees is like toby like sitting in the truck watching him and they like bro stare down each other yeah which (sighs) how awkward is that oh it gets more awkward later it gets more awkward later but like from toby's standpoint here's the guy like the weird older guy that's like fucking your like stepsister from garrett's standpoint how fucking weird and creepy is jenna's stepbrother (laughs) and toby's just like yeah man she rates me well, I mean, but on top of it, to make this this relationship even weirder, there's always the potential that Garrett's like one of the guys who like fingerprinted Toby. Ooh. Because remember, like six weeks ago, Toby was like arrested for murder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so back at school, Spencer's hoping that Emily will help her snoop around Jason's. I like how she just mentions that. Like, she's like, I want to go snooping around Jason's. And Emily's like, why? And Spencer's like, there's always a reason to snoop around Jason's. I, I, I absolutely love that, too. Like, she like the, this is the first time Jason's even mentioned in this episode. Mm-hmm. Spencer's just like, bored. Spencer's in this house. she's not done with Jason yet. Like she does this every day after school. She just goes snooping. Yeah, but I mean, there's a there's a sense of camaraderie between her her and Emily. It's almost as like she's saying to Emily, like, "You're my favorite bitch, the bitch about mm-hmm. bitches with." And Emily's like, "Well, I'm busy. You got this crisis hotline thing. Why don't you ask Arya?" And Spencer's like, I did, but uh, her dumbass still thinks that Jason has been out of town for weeks. Cause, so she's obviously worthless as far as snooping around goes. Well, and and, and to be fair, to we forgot to mention that Spencer does kind of assume that Jason is the help 
mm-hmm. the outsourcing that Jenna and Garrett did because they're all in the club. That's that. This is. I mean, her only other suspect that she's had over the course of the show, she's now potentially getting oral from in her truck. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So Hannah, Hannah spent the previous period of class like drawing Spencer as a witch <laughs> with warts so on her face. So maybe maybe Hannah's not on Spencer's side right now. Uh, then it becomes the weirdest exchange in the history of Pillow Liars. Well, Emily suggests offering Hannah. She suggests that Spencer offer Hannah her lake house for the the night to make amends uh, for bringing Caleb into this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and especially since she adds that Hannah's already made some memories there. And Spencer's like, what? And Emily's like, never mind. Yeah, and uh, Spencer has to deal with the fact that uh, uh, Hannah and uh, Caleb have put some fluids on her oh. lake house couch and spencer says that was my nana's couch yeah uh i guess we should talk about the garrett thing here i don't know where yeah, yeah. garrett it. garrett pulls up to jenna's house again later um as she's leaving to go to boston for her eye surgery like he just misses her she takes off in like a like a town car or something yeah, so Toby's there, like, on the porch, and they have this very He's weird... Just, Toby's there just, like, smugly watching everything from the porch. Toby is really... Not, minus the drugs, he's not all that different from Jason. These are two weird guys that just hang out on their fucking porch all the time. Well, and Garrett, like, tries to bro down now. He's just like, she turned on me, Toby. And Toby's just like, like, I give a fuck. Well, before that, though, he's just like, was anybody else in that car of her? That was supposed to be me giving her that ride. Yeah, and Toby's just like, eh? Yeah, yeah Toby's just like, you think you're coming to me for answers? Yeah. Really? Um, so he's like, yeah, all I ever did was everything she asked of me, and then she decided that wasn't good enough. And Toby's like, uh, yeah, she used you, and she's done, jackass. Well, he says, yeah, when Jenna doesn't need people anymore, she gets rid of them. But yeah, so Garrett goes off on this whole thing about all he wanted to do was to suggest that Jenna that maybe Rosewood's bad for them that they should go away. I mean, he basically wants to like run away from her like they're in a fucking Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Well, and then he talks about how how strong uh, Jenna is, and you know, dealing with her blindness and make the rest of them look like cowards. And and Toby's like, well, maybe she's having too much fun settling scores, you know. Yeah. And Garrett like now worships Jenna, uh, and Toby says, well, I never questioned her power, just how she uses it. Mm-hmm and garrett has the insane line he says the difference is i'm in love with her and if i have to keep proving that to her i will which just you know yeah you don't like if you ever think i have to keep proving that i'm in love with someone like something is seriously wrong in that relationship i'm just saying you're doing something wrong in your life when like fucking toby looks down on you mm-hmm <laughs> Like when we, when Garrett takes off and like Toby is just like 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 smirking and like side eyeing him, yeah. and it's like that's when you know that you you're you're doing bad, Garrett. Like, but yeah, there's a great exchange though where Garrett's just like you don't understand her, you know, and like Toby's just like yeah, you're right, I don't understand her, but it looks like she's found some new friends who do understand her, and and Garrett's like oh yeah, who are these friends? <laughs> yeah, like really desperately, <laughs> who. Oh, poor sad Garrett. Um, so then there's Spencer and Hannah at the lake house. Yeah, Spencer's met up with Hannah at the lake house where this party's happening. And, uh, 
she she's up in the attic looking for party supplies, I guess, or something, or stuff to, tiki torches, I think. Something like that, yeah. She the, said that there's like a luau for dad's 40th birthday, I think, or something. So there, there's got to be some tiki torches up here somewhere. Uh, this attic is just like it's just full of things that are just old as shit. I mean, it's just like old boxes uh, and shit. Yeah. yeah, boxes and furniture and cobwebs. And Spencer, after Hanley, Spencer notices. Oh, we, we haven't mentioned it, but it's, at some point in the episode, Caleb finds a photo uh, of the, in that data that he's sifting through. And the photos of four dolls uh, in front of, like, wallpaper. And yeah. so Spencer notices that, that the same wallpaper is in her attic here. And mm-hmm. she deduces that the, the that picture is probably taken right here in the attic on this table. Yeah. Like this table or this chest or whatever it is, mm-hmm. these four dolls. So A, A was here. Yeah, she's like, oh, my God, A was up here. And then she hears a noise and turns around. And it's Lucas. Creepy ass Lucas shows up. Yeah. And they do the thing where they have this really awkward conversation. And he's just like, oh, I was looking for tools. And she's like, why the fuck would you be up here looking for tools? Who puts tools in their attic? And he's like, some people. Yeah. I wanted her to be, like, she kind of cowers away a bit. Well, they do the thing where he's, he's slowly circling towards her. And so she's slowly circling away with like the junk in between them, all the boxes and stuff. And so she just like gets her to the stairs and books it out of there. What's funny is we kind of, I think we kind of ascertained in the first secret that Emily is the bravest of the four girls. Mm-hmm. Spencer is the one who won't back down from a challenge, though. Again, it probably her, her took a lot out of Spencer. Can't stop, won't stop. Yeah, but <laughs> the, Lucas is not a formidable opponent to Spencer. I think it probably took a lot out of Spencer to not like rush headlong into that. I wanted her to be like the only tool up here is you, Lucas. <laughs> Sick burn. Um, so we should probably talk about Hannah now. Hannah. So let's see. Back at school earlier, Caleb. He's he's just like on his laptop in the quad, and he's he's working on the the phone data he got, and this is making Hannah nervous, even though he's like it's not like anyone knows what I'm doing. You know, and she's like you're doing that here. And so uh, he's he's fishing again for like whose phone this is and where who just steal it from and she's like it's not stolen we found it and he's like right <laughs> you found it what well, and I, I want him to kind of throw that in her face because so he like, does he does by saying we've gotten naked together in more ways than one Hannah which is a very weird line yeah, yeah. um but at the same time he kind of threw it. It, in her face and the other liar's face in season one with, uh, like, why do you guys have Jenna's phone? Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, how do you know it's Jenna's phone? And he's like, seriously? It's a Braille phone, you stupid bitches. <laughs> Whose phone do you, am I supposed to think it is? But he wants to basically be inducted into the secret society they have. Yeah. And um, Hannah's not letting him. But again, this is, this is one of the men in these girls' lives just, you know, kind of casually wondering, like, what the hell is going on here? Mm-hmm. Some of this shit is straight up bonkers. And then Lucas walks by, and you can tell Lucas is pretty nonplussed to bring the friend zone. Yeah, yeah. Well, and he's he's been hating on Caleb for a while now, but in like uh, like secretly hating, like and not even like you can tell he probably likes Caleb as a person, but he hates the idea that they're in this relationship. Well, you know? I think that he probably hates that he likes Caleb. Yeah, he probably hates himself most of all. He hates that Caleb is not a bad guy at all. And so Hannah's like reminding Lucas that, that they had like a study date this afternoon and she really needs him because she, as she basically says that she's an idiot and he's smart mm-hmm. and he agrees to help her study. And then Caleb kind of like makes it worse. But he's just like, you're a good man, Lucas. 
<laughs> oh man, salt. Like if Lucas could like spit acid or venom out of his mouth, he would do it on the both mm-hmm. of them. Right now. Instead, he's just gonna go home and jerk off. Yeah, and then you know, and then go help, go help Hannah do her uh, studying for the Civil War. Yeah, so they are studying, and Lucas is just kind of spacing out the whole time and acting like super, just like fidgety and sketchy, or or like he basically rather he was dead. Yeah, he like he really doesn't want to be there, and he keeps on saying like, "Oh, I'm sorry, you know, like uh, I really need to go." And so then Hannah starts getting, as mentioned earlier, Emily suggested Spencer throw Hannah her lake house as a bone. Mm-hmm. Hannah starts getting those texts, and and she's basically like, "Hey, we could throw Caleb a surprise birthday party at the lake house." Well, no, it's, it's brilliant because at first she's just like, "Well, if I wait an hour before responding to her, Spencer will feel so guilty. She'll throw in like maid service." If I wait two hours, she'll throw in this. Mm-hmm. If I wait three hours, hey, wait a second. We could throw the party there. And Lucas just is just like, uh, you can tell he does not want anything to do with this. But oh. be- because he's Lucas, he gets roped in by Hannah mm-hmm. and uh, throwing this party. Even though he's like, oh, I don't have any money right now. And she's like, don't worry about it. You can just help out. Yeah, yeah she'll, she'll chip in for everything. And she she makes it even worse, though, because she says Caleb's probably never even had a birthday party before. <laughs> well, then she calls them uh, Patrick and SpongeBob. Yeah. What I just love, though, is that drop of a dime, Hannah is manipulating someone close to her. Mm-hmm. Remind you of anybody? Exactly. <laughs> well, and it's like, you know, I hate the term friend zone usually, but, like, it's pretty apt and, like... Like they both, they both know what's going on here. Like Hannah is not oblivious to what she's doing. She is taking advantage of the friend zone power here. Yes and no. Yes and no. She knows. You we'll, think so? we'll get, yeah, we'll get to you later. She knows okay. what she's doing. Um, um and Lucas, and well, that the other half of that is Lucas. If Lucas really wanted to, he could say no, but he loves the attention. So. Yeah, he, anything that gets him close to Hannah, mm-hmm. he he has to. Yeah. And again, he hates the fact, I think, that he doesn't hate Caleb. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the next day at school, Hannah runs into Noel Kahn and Mona. Power couple. Yeah, and they, they're looking for their invite to Spencer's Rockin' Lake House party for <laughs> Caleb. I kind of love Noel Kahn as just like the random boy toy of Mona now. Yeah. Well, th- together, they are invincible. Mm-hmm. Because he's like, uh, or they're basically like just like, Where'd you send the invite to? To his house? To our house? We're looking for our invite. We're Jones for that invite. And Hannah's like, oh, I didn't know you'd want to go. Because it's Caleb. Yeah. And it's like, we're best buddies now. Yeah, she's like, all is forgiven. No conscious, like, we'll be there. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, Caleb, he, he cracks the one file, the picture of the four girls. And Spencer's just like, good, good, keep at it. Even though he's like, I, the, well, they at first they're like, you know, they don't know what to make of this. And he's like, I'm sensing that's not what you're looking for. And Spencer's like, no, no, keep going, keep going. You know, if she could pat him on the head and then like peel off a few bills from like a giant money roll and fling them at him, mm-hmm. she would before she departs the scene. Just turn to Hannah and just be like, look, keep this one around. He's useful. Yeah, yeah. And then like look back at him like, if you don't want him anymore, Hannah, like he'll fit in my harem. Mm-hmm. Caleb's oh. like, what's going on? And Hannah just like, immediately changes subject to like what they should have for his birthday dinner. And he's like, how about a big steaming plate of the truth? Which is a great line. Mm-hmm. All actors on PLL should just be just savoring to like, like, like Hannah, in the mouth to get that line. 
Hannah drops this whole thing where she's like, don't worry about it. And she's like, it's not, a, it's, trust me, it's not a problem. And she says, we don't have a problem, do we? And it's like super manipulative way. Well, because now she's turning on the sex appeal. Yeah. And she now she's like making out neck. and he's just like, yeah, I'm 16. She's, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. She's rubbing the boobs on him and they start making out there in the class. I think Hannah's found a loophole mm-hmm. in this whole boyfriend, girlfriend, honesty situation. And Caleb's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Caleb's like, I have the most confused boner right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we can talk about the Ezra thing here. But it is interesting to watch how the girls lie and withhold info from their significant others. Um, Because you can tell Hannah, Hannah doesn't want to straight out lie to him. And so she's just knocking his tail. She's going to change the subject and withhold info and like use her seduction it's, power it's it's you, know, you can understand why she's doing it she's not necessarily doing it r- the right right oh, way yeah, but yeah. you understand why you but know why you but it's, it's interesting to see how they go about you know like aria is a fucking liar hannah is like a let's change the subject type of person you know hannah is potentially the sweetest the most empathic mm-hmm. of all the liars she uh on top of it she really is going all fucking out on this party um for for no reason other than just that she can. I mean, she's she's potentially like the best, other than just the fact of how amazing Spencer is. Hannah might be the best the, the best like girlfriend of the mm-hmm. four. Because I don't even think even Emily is all that sweet to her ladies. Not really. No. But, I mean, mind you, Emily's gone through how many women and how many months? She plays the field. She's a lady killer. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, we get to we get to the lake house. I want to I want to kind of like go back over one of the scenes. Is the there's a great line here where where Mona and Ocon come up to Hannah and they're just like Hannah, did you order twelve pieces of green peppers on them? And she's just like, no. Well, that's what you got then. And Noel's allergic. Put a pin in that. We got to talk about the Ezra thing. Then I want to come back because that's oh, yeah. actually a very important detail. Yeah. Uh, so Hannah swings by Ezra's office like on at the Hollis. way to like at that Hollis on the way to like pick up a cake. Where I don't know I don't know why nearby. Yeah. And Ezra is just like, fuck, you know, yeah. like just imagine this for this scene that Ezra the whole time is assuming that Hannah's wearing a wire. He doesn't say a word pretty much, well, except for he asks her to leave the door open when well, she wants to she, close it. She wants to have a private conversation. So she starts to like reach to shut the door and he's just like, no, 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 no. Please, God, leave that open. He's assuming that that's not a cake. It's like a wire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Hannah's just like, want you to know, like you have like the sisterly support. We all think you guys are the OTP, and uh, we hope everyone else comes around, and, and, you know, we think you're great, even though Arya's parents think you're a pedophile. Which is a nice reminder, I would think, if you're Ezra, mm-hmm. that you're doing something wrong. Well, Ezra, he doesn't say a word. He's just like, I'm not going to say anything to incriminate myself. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the party. Um, guess whose favorite pizza toppings are green peppers? Who's that? Just guess. Spencer? Arya. Because Ari is a vegetarian. Oh, there you go. A little weird, right? Yeah, a little bit. That's another one in my uh, Ari is a bucket there. Well, and on top of it, because Ari can't go because she's grounded, and so she has them order nothing but her favorite pizza. On top of it, too, if you want to follow your theory here, it's got to be very strange to have Hannah show up at Hollis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so. Hannah, you know, she's now dealing with the fact that Mona and Ocon, this ultra power couple, the, I want to say Benefer, but it's almost a Brangelina. Noel's allergic. 
Yeah, nose allergic to the green peppers. So, what are you gonna fucking do about these pizzas, Hannah? Huh? Would you call them like monal? That's pretty bad. Nona. Nona. I like Nona better. Nona. Yeah. It sounds mischievous. Or maybe just Nona. Nona. Hmm. Monacon. I don't know. Um, this would be a great thing if we had like a message board or like people mm-hmm. listen to the podcast so they could chirp in. Just imagine uh, Mona like signing her name like Mona Vanderwalkon like over and over. <laughs> I can see it happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Hannah gets a text that Caleb is going to be early to his own surprise party and she's freaking out because while there are already people there and the party is basically full on her swing, she's not really done setting up. Yeah. And meanwhile, Spencer's like, oh my god, Hannah, look at the wallpaper. It matches the photo. And Hannah's just like, I don't give a shit right now. Yeah. <laughs> Go away, you crazy woman. Yeah, so she, one of the things that Hannah hasn't done is put up the uh, the banner. And so Noel Khan offers to do it. And he, he does it, he says that, and he kind of gives this look to Mona, just like, Go ahead and award me perfect boyfriend, like, like uh, mm-hmm. demerits right now. And she's just like, oh, I do. Yeah. Because yeah. we are a power couple. And we're going to have just really filthy sex later mm-hmm. with a mirror. So, um, so we're on a boat with Lucas now. They're going to go set up fireworks on the other well, side. Can we just of the say lake. real quick, dude, that the the cake that uh, Hannah got is black. It's a weird cake, yeah, black frosting. And in the 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 like letter like on it are basically just like, like Caleb like having like the greatest birthday party ever, or whatever. It's it's. I, I think that Hannah is really possessed by the notion that Caleb has never seen a birthday party in his life. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Caleb's like, secretly, I haven't. Snipped. Yeah, so, uh, like I said, there's a scene where the Emily goes and talks to, to what was me, Lucas, and it takes him a second to realize, you know, that, that what she's saying, and then he realizes that she knows! Mm-hmm. And he looks, he could not look guiltier or sweatier. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he looks like he is oiled up like the rock in like a fast five. Good analogy. I mean, like super flop sweat. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, then so Emily runs into Spencer. She says, you know, that she thinks that that she uh, well, no, before she can even say anything, Spencer's like, I need to show you the attic. <laughs> and Emily's more worried that she's just made things worse with Lucas. And so they they can't find Hannah because Hannah and Lucas have gone off to set up the fireworks oh, oh. on the other side of the lake. Quick detail too. Spencer's just like Emily. You need to talk to Hannah because for some reason she's not listening to me. <laughs> Spencer has just. By this point, they they know exactly who these characters are, and they know that Spencer is just like a power hungry mad woman. She's a dog chasing cars. Exactly. Wouldn't, wouldn't know what to do. She got one. <laughs> exactly. Uh, a nope. has nothing to do with all that strength. Um, so, so we're in a boat. Hannah's and Lucas. Lucas well, the, is rowing them. It's it's like in a boat. It's night. There's like fog on the water. It's all a, weird. There's just this great shot though, where they're just like Mona. Do you know where Hannah is? And Mona's just like, yeah. Hannah and Lucas just like took a boat across the lake to set up the fireworks, and so that they rush past her like an insane people. Mm-hmm. And and Mona's just like, well, do they need permission to do that? So Spencer and Emily like they they rush over to the like window to look out just to see like the perfect shot like down a hill or whatever of of Hannah and Lucas like in this boat as, as Lucas is like rowing them away. Yeah. And can we just talk about how adorable Mona is? Mona is lovely in this episode. She's really wonderful. She's mm-hmm. really special. Um. And Hannah really is clearly the best girlfriend ever to her homeless boyfriend at the lead hacker skills. She got in like illegal fireworks or something. She's going to go set up. 
it, yeah, the, in that boat is a giant box that just says fireworks on it. Yeah, and it's it's uh it's just a creepy setup because it's there's it's night and there's all this fog and mist on the water and Lucas is like sweating profusely as he rows and yeah. and just acting like a, a total creeper. Um, yeah, there's like some some POV shots from like the water line where it's like maybe somebody's watching them or maybe you know it's the classic PLL visual style where it's like maybe this is POV, maybe it's just a. Uh, a stylistic shot and you never know for sure we were uh, this is a weird uh, side note a weird sidebar but you mm-hmm. and i were watching an episode last night uh from later in the show season three mm-hmm. and there's a great shot in this and i don't remember the episode now but uh where it's one of the girls are in their bedroom and the scene is ending and the girls walking out of the bedroom and the camera kind of like like backs away and like mm-hmm. sinks down behind the bed yeah well, like you, you would have had to move the bed away from the wall, like production-wise, to like get the cameraman to sink down behind the bed. It's I something the show's always done, and I, I really appreciate the visual style. I, yeah, I love that this bizarre, creepy sentience of the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, this 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 setting is very strange and ominous. It's perfect for a television show because you literally have no idea the dimensions of this lake because it's just foggy. Cause it's foggy because it's yeah. actually probably very small. Like it's probably a pool. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah, pool and a lot, maybe even. <laughs> so, meanwhile, the, the I didn't write down Hannah's dialogue here, but the kind of things that Lucas starts saying here is just like, "Sit down, we're not going anywhere. Don't answer that." When like the girls start calling from the shore, Spencer, you know? Spencer, and Emily are on the shore yelling, "Hannah!" <laughs> and he's like, Damn it, Hannah! This is hard enough for me to do. I need to do it right now. And Hannah, she starts apologizing and she, she apologizes if I, I pushed you too far and took advantage too much, which that to me says she knows exactly what she's doing already I, in the friend zone. I, I don't feel like we're explaining like the physical look of Lucas well enough. It's like if you were going through drug withdrawals yeah. while trying to squeeze out a shit and sharing a huge secret. I mean, he's like trembling at one point. I mean, obviously what, what's really happening here... Um, it, it, to me, it's clear that he's not actually A, that he has some other bullshit he wants to talk about, but he's he's delivering it in the most threatening way possible. Yeah, yeah, he's he's doing everything he can to be fucking terrifying. Mm-hmm. I feel like him being A would probably be easier for him to share than whatever the hell he's about to tell her. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so Hannah is like, it takes her a moment to realize how creepy this is. Mm-hmm. Um. So... She's like listing off all the things that, you know, she's asked him to do and that she's apologizing for. And so she says, you know, I'm sorry I asked you for helping with the fireworks. And he gets up, he grabs the firework, the box of fireworks. And he's like, it's not about the fireworks. He's about to like throw them overboard when Mm -hmm. Hannah just gets up and like full on like smacks him over the back of the head with like an oar. Knocks his ass right out of the boat. She sends his ass like right into the drink. Yeah. That's how the Marin girls roll, you know? It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, like, she completely misinterprets like his physical gesture, though you can understand why. Mm-hmm. She goes a little bit, literally overboard. Then she tries to row away, and somebody either somebody grabs an oar or just gets stuck or something, and she tries to pull on it, and she falls into the lake too. Yeah, yeah. Um, so on the shore, you've got Emily and Spencer, and they're freaking out because they can't see anything on the lake. Mm-hmm. Um, they're middle of nowhere; they can't like run off to get help. And so Emily's just like, well, can you, can you see anything? And Spencer's like, no, but I can hear things and that's enough. Which I, I love that line. Mm-hmm. Um, so Hannah eventually swims to shore. 
Lucas is nowhere to be seen. Spencer like runs up with a blanket to put around Hannah. No, she screams out for somebody to bring yeah. a blanket. Because at one point, Emily goes off to actually call the cops while Spencer maintains her vigil on the water, screaming out Hannah's name. And then eventually other party goers join Spencer yeah. and like just staring at the water. Well, Spencer does get the blanket and puts it around Hannah. Yeah, yeah. Nice friend. And then Mona and Noel Khan show up and they're soaking wet. They show up. I want to say Mona is in a bathing suit here, right? Yeah, she's in a bathing suit. Noel Khan's like shirt is open. Yeah. <laughs> and they're basically just off like skinny dipping somewhere. They're like, we went for a dip. And then Noel has this great <laughs> like like line. He's just like, it's a nice night for it. Yeah, the delivery of it's great. It's just like nice night for it. We're not. We've never done a good job of describing this patented Noel Khan facial expression. It's not like a half smile, because I know we we've well Noel Khan. He's he's seemingly like he's the coolest guy in school, yeah. except when compared to what these girls are doing and all the a shit, he seems so low stakes that he's like comical. It's yeah. like, in his mind, he's the BMOC, but it's like a joke compared to, like, Spencer and Arya and all of them. But he's got this particular expression that he, he'll he deliver these most, like, dirtbaggiest lines, but it's, like, not quite a straight face. Eddie Haskell-ish a little. A little bit. It's, 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 a, it's a jerk face of yeah. kinds, you know? And he's, like, like, wanting to challenge him. But, yeah, he's just, like, with his jerk face, like, turned Kinda. up to 12... A little bit of a little bit of a Chris Pine going on there. A little bit of a Chris Pine, yeah. He's like a he's like a an ABC Family version of Chris Pine. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a Dancing of Stars version of Chris Pine. Um, but yeah, with that face, turn up to twelve, pointed right at Spencer. He's just like, it's a nice night for it. And then <laughs> Caleb skinny shows dipping up. with Mona. Yeah, then Caleb shows up and like, what the fuck's going on here? And it's just like surprise. <laughs> and then the boat drifts back uh, upside down. No, no Lucas to be seen. Nope. And the A tag. The A tag is uh, like a boy's shoe, like a, was like Converse or something, yep, floating, sure. floating in the water. And uh, A presumably A is like fishing it out of the lake with an oar. Yep. So Lucas is dead. Uh, and the next episode is called "Let the Water Hold Me Down." Kind of a deep reference for the demographic of this show. Yeah, yeah. So that was a hot piece of A. <laughs> this is a fun episode. Especially for, if nothing else, just the Byron stuff. Oh, it's just so creepy, yeah. 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 Alright, let me take a look at the wiki here, see if we're missing anything. So the, the memories that Hannah and Caleb made on Spencer's Nana's couch, that happened back in, I think it's S2E8, save the date. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very weird sequence, if I remember, because, like... That's when, fr- that when Hannah, like, rescued Caleb from the PI, and they drove there. Well, they framed it in such a way, like, they maybe didn't have enough time to do anything serious, but Emily is basically saying, like, no, they full-on went to the bone zone. Mm-hmm. Like, there's fluids. Well, the interesting thing about this episode is we've now introduced the idea, and it's kind of been there before, that before it was like, well, maybe Jenna and Garrett are A combined, and now it's like, well, maybe there's an A and like a helper drone that yeah. could, could be somebody like Lucas. Well, yeah, like the the A can kind of control people and force them to do mm-hmm. her Yeah, that, that, that was brought up, I think, by Hannah when 
she was saying it couldn't be Lucas is that maybe you know A forces them to do things. Maybe A is forcing Lucas to do this. Yeah. So which which that makes it interesting because then it opens up a whole new realm of possibilities for people who could be working for A and may they may be like implicated in some way, but they're not actually A. They themselves are being blackmailed into doing something weird. You know. Right. Right. I just I just absolutely love like Emily's uh, telling Spencer about Hannah's memories of the cabin. Mm-hmm. She's I mean she's just like you know Spencer if if Hannah and Caleb ever had a child you sat in it on that couch. <laughs> also, there's glass in my hair. Exactly. <laughs> and on that note, I think we can wrap this one up. It was a fun episode, yeah. Fun episode, and we will be back next time to talk about let the water hold me down. See you then. Bye-bye.